Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Two Sides of a Coin podcast. My name is Nkozi. Also on the podcast is my co-host, John. Say hi, John. Hey, everybody. All right. So this week we're going to talk about, you know, food and, of course, pop culture. But we're going to talk more about an event that's happening here in New York, since we're a New York-based podcast. And that is New York City Comic Con. So we're going to give you a little bit of do's and don'ts. We're going to give you a little bit of uh, maybe what you should be checking out. But before we do that, let's have John talk with you about his food stuff. Yes. Now, I love when it comes to con, one thing outside of the panels that I will always remember, that I always remember and talk about amongst my coworkers is where I went to have something to eat at. And one of the places that I'm going, that I am definitely looking forward to checking out while I'm at the con this year is Jarrell's Better Burger. Jarrell's Better Burger is a vegan burger joint, 100% plant-based, from the fries to the chili and the shakes. The food is so good. I refrain from being a glutton. It has outside dining, of course. It's a um, very good spot to check out. It's right located in Soho. Now, the food prices is definitely affordable, especially if you're going to con, if you're um, staying like you decide, oh, I'm coming to the convention and I get a hotel and I wasn't able to get closest to the con, but you get like a hotel room in Soho. This is definitely a spot you want to check out. Maybe you could uh, definitely check out after you come from the con, you know, get a nice burger, some um, loaded fries, which are $10. They have a good vegan soft served ice cream, which is $5. The oat milk milkshakes are really good. Those are $7. And um, they also have the no- a novelty Jarrell's Burger, Better Burger Emoji Mouth, which you can get for $10. I enjoyed also the um, one that stuck out to me the most when I went there was the OG Better Burger, which was $12. Very good, very delicious. But do not, do not, um, just try that one. If you're feeling a little extra hungry, definitely do not, uh, definitely help yourself to the Super Better Burger instead of the OG Burger, which is $16. And trust me when I say this, if you ain't feeling OG and you want to fit for all my cosplayers, if you're feeling very super, definitely go for the Super Better Burger. Moving on, of restaurants I'm looking forward to hanging out and checking out at the con is Beetle House, which is also located in the Lower East Side, which is located in the Lower East Side area. Beetle House is a Halloween-themed restaurant and bar it seats about 25 people at the bar and 75 for regular seating and dining 
it has a strange and unusual dining experience, it, but it is packed full of live entertainment, very good food, very good food. One thing I enjoyed when I was there was the Edward Edward Burger Hands, which is a good burger. It's $8, and they have a house burger. Which is all, which is also good, and it's also eight dollars. Beetle House has um, a lot of most of the people that are servers usually are in cosplay. They also have a lot of singers in cosplay too. And I was fortunate enough to go there for my birthday one year, and I was I was just like definitely, definitely have to come back so I'm looking forward to it this year for NYC Comic Con alright thank you John for the uh, food places so uh, we'll just move on to talking about you know New York City Comic Con uh, you know me and you have been there both a couple of times uh, mm-hmm. so I would just so before we get into it real quick, I just want to ask, what do you love the most about New York City Comic Con? Oh, at first, when I first went, it was the show floor. But I got to say, I really love the panels. I really love the panels. You know, I really love the panels. I can't stress that enough because I get to see a lot of exclusive content of all my favorite shows. I get to geek out over all my female uh, crush, you know, celebrity crushes. Yeah. And this is another moment of where John puts his foot in his mouth, even though John is married. So this is the second time this has happened. Uh, We're just going to keep a running scoreboard on this throughout the lifetime of the podcast to see how many times John is going to just put his foot in his mouth even though he is happily married so that's two so yeah go no go on john you're talking about the panels yeah um i tell you uh, one of the when i went to uh comic-con one year and they had the uh they had the voltron panel the voltron panel that they had i really enjoyed it i gotta say that netflix uh voltron show was very good definitely a different um look from the voltrons i've seen in the past definitely a different look and i enjoyed every all four seasons all four seasons and another thing i definitely liked about the um comic-con like not just like the panels but the main stage panels were the biggest ones I really liked. So definitely, I mean, those main stage panels, man, is it like you feel like you're at a one of those big time celebrity events where it's like you look you're you're a seat filler at a and then all the celebrities are in front of you, but you just you, you know, security so tight, can't even welcome and say like, Don't that look good? <laughs> I mean, I can I can get that. Uh, me personally, I 
I love the panels. I love the stage floor. Um, but what I really, I like the smaller panels. I like the more intimate ones. Because at the more intimate panels, one, I'm going to be closer. And number two, I'm going to be able to interact more with, you know, the people who are up on stage, you know. And at those smaller, intimate panels are where you can get a lot of really uh, interesting information. Um, that reminds me of when we went to Comic-Con and uh, you fell asleep at one of those smaller panels. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to wake you up a couple times. And that was a really good panel that was talking about, you know, toys and the intersectionality between video games and toys. And it had a lot of interesting stuff. I'm not sure how much you caught it because you were snoring in the panel. Um, you know, you remember that, John? I, I do remember it. I do remember it. I'm, whew, yeah. Uh, that that wasn't me and my proudest of moments, especially to be at a panel that I wanted to go to. Yeah, but you know that was that was that was a Sunday panel, so it was understandable. You know, you're always flagging on the fourth day of Comic Con. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I think you know with Comic Con coming up next week, next week Thursday. Um, yeah. You know, I think. One of the first things that we should talk about, you know, since you talked about panels is, you know, let's just talk about some of the panels that, you know, that we're interested in looking at or checking out and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I'll go I'll go first with my picks. So the first one I have up there is a panel that's happening on Thursday on the main stage. It's going to be the world premiere for Aqua Teen Forever, Plantasm. Uh, it's going to be a feature-length movie because I love the show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You know, yeah, loved it when it was. Show. I saw the trailer um, that they post. I saw one of the trailers on YouTube, and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Nice. So, you know, I loved it when it was on. TV. I can't wait to see what a feature length uh, film they're going to do with, you know, Frylock and Master Shake and Meatwad and also Carl. Um, I love the implications because they're going to be fighting their overlord, their corporate overlord, which is called Amzin, which is a very obvious pun on Amazon. Uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be really really interesting uh it they brought back all the original voices it looks like yes and, it uh, is. yeah you know especially when it's so late you know if you don't know this about new york city comic-con it's that the later the the later the panel is on the main stage the more opportunity there is going to be that they're going to show you a significant part of the movie or film or tv show that they're talking about mm -hmm. like this one's the world premiere so you know obviously they're going to show you the movie that won't come out until november but i remember last year at the ghostbusters panel they dropped the ghostbusters movie on everybody so yeah you know just keep that in mind when you're planning your panels um but yeah i'm really interested in that 
on Friday, they're going to have the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, and Wheel of Time panel. That one I'm interested in. That's going to be like a two-hour panel. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, some of the cast is going to be there. They're going to talk about some of the things with, you know, Lord of the Rings and Rings of Power. That I'm really going to be interested in seeing because, you know, I like Lord of the Rings. I think Rings of Power is a pretty decent show. Um, I've just started getting into Wheel of Time. It's okay. It's not not really grabbing me as of yet, but I'm only like two episodes in and I got a three episode rule on shows. So, you know, I'll I'll see more where that goes. The next one I really am interested in just because I'm a big old school uh, anime fan is the one for Robotech. A new beginning because this is a smaller panel that's happening on Friday early in the morning. Uh, this panel is really going to be talking about like the future of the franchise after you know Crunchyroll, the macro sequels, all that stuff. And this is what I mean when I say like smaller panels where you can get a lot of focused information. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's going to be a lot of interesting interesting stuff that's gonna come from that panel so i'm really interested in seeing what's gonna happen there and uh also finally uh the star trek panel star trek universe that's gonna happen on saturday yes Uh, that's i gotta say that one i was trying to click into to reserve a seat for and it was already sold out on tickets. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So I mean, I got to see last year. Um, that I told you right. Last year, I was able to meet George Takai. Yeah, you went to the George Takai panel, or you went to get an autograph from it. No, no, I went to um get an autograph. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that's cool. I mean, George Takai isn't going to be here, but, you know, they've got an interesting group of people that's going to be there. You know, um, I mean, LeVar Burton might be there. Uh, I hope he's there. You never know. I mean, but it is a big one. And uh, they're going to be talking about Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Prodigy. So... You know, that's going to be at the Empire stage on Saturday. I highly suggest, if you can get into it, that you do get into it. And, uh, yeah, check it out, especially if you're a Star Trek fan. Uh, John, what panels are you interested in? Uh, well, the panels that I was looking, like, that I am looking forward to is definitely the um, Star Trek panel, because I... Really want to see um, after watching the new stuff like the Picard. I really on um, uh, Param- on the Paramount streaming service. I just want to see more. I really want to see more of it. See what they got in store. So okay. that, that's that's really what I'm looking forward to. All right. I'm really hoping I'm able to get into that panel. Well, I hope you get into that panel too. Uh, anything else? No, 
No, no. Anything else really didn't really uh jump out to me too much this year. I'm okay. more probably I'm probably gonna run into a lot of um like when when I get there this year, I'm probably gonna run into a lot of the um probably see a lot of the panels that I intended to see. Like I do wanna um like smaller panels, you know, like for Crunchyroll and stuff. So you're interested in going to the Crunchyroll panel? Yes, definitely. If I'm it, if the if it runs in the if it doesn't conflict with anything, I'm going to see. I'm hoping it doesn't conflict. Okay. All right. Well, you know that kind of that kind of rolls into something else that I wanted to talk about for Comic Con, especially for people who are newer to Comic Con who've never been to New York City Comic Con or like a big convention before. Um, so I did want to talk about some do's and some don'ts for that, you know, because going to your first con, we all fall prey to this, you know, and I really just wanted to talk about a couple of things that you should do at Comic-Con and mm-hmm. also some things that you shouldn't do at Comic-Con. And most of these things are things that we both have fallen prey to. Uh, some oh, of these yeah. are just not, some of these are just common sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just jump right into it. So, one of the first do's that I have is make sure you wear comfortable shoes. Now, if Definitely. you've never, if you've never been to the Javits Center where Comic-Con is being held, the important thing to note is that there are not a lot of places to rest. There are nope. not going to be a lot of chairs. There are not going to be a lot of, you know, stairs or places like that where you can actually just sit down and not do anything. So make sure you're wearing, you know, comfortable shoes because you will be on your feet every minute that you are not in a panel. So make sure, you know, if you need insoles in there, buy them insoles. Trust me, you think that you're not going to really go into it, uh, but they will save your feet because you will be on your feet from the time you get there to almost the time you leave. Second thing that you should always do is hydrate, obviously. Uh, make sure you have bring a water bottle or you have a water bottle available. They do have water fountains in the Javits Center, so you can refill your water. But, you know, just make sure that you have something to drink. You know, you can buy stuff from there, but it's going to be at a premium. Because, you know, once you go into the Javits Center, you can't get out of the Javits Center. That kind of thing. Also, you know, make sure that you come to Comic-Con with a plan for what you want to do. Definitely. Now, this wasn't Definitely so much this wasn't so much uh back when we were going to cons earlier in like 2016, 2017, but especially now, you need to make sure that you come to Comic-Con with a plan. What do I mean by that? What I mean is at Comic-Con most of the big panels, the main stage panels that I've talked about, there's actually a reservation system 
to get into those panels. So if you're not on that reserved list, while you can get in just standing online, you need to make sure that you're at the front of the line in yes. order to get into those. So if you're just scrolling into Comic-Con and you're thinking, hey, I'm going to just go into the uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, main stage panel, guess what? If it's fully reserved, they might only have like 100 seats left over for people just standing in line. So if you're not there, which means you might have to spend hours online just to get in to one panel, which is not a fun experience for pretty much anyone. So, you know, you will have to wait in lines. Panels are really, really exclusive. The small ones can only fit maybe... 60 to 70 people if that some of them will fit only 30 people the big ones can fit hundreds of people but mm -hmm. at the javits center it can fill up with over 10,000 people so please keep that in mind and that even with the low estimates last year there were over like 20 30,000 tickets sold mm -hmm. so each day is going to be packed to the brim. Make sure that you check on the website, check for the things you want to do, have a general overall plan so that way you can fully maximize your time and uh, enjoy it. Now, this is one for cosplayers, and I'll let John talk about it, and that is if you do have cosplay, make sure you bring alternate clothes or yes. repair tools. Yes, definitely bring alternate clothes or repair tools because one thing I've noticed is a lot of wardrobe malfunctions. A lot, there's chances of a lot of war, you know, you could have a, especially if you have like one of those heavy type of cosplays. Yes, definitely bring repair tools. Definitely have a change of clothes. And something to carry your cosplay in. Make sure if, if if you're just if you're working with Wordbilla or any stuff like that, you have something you can you have something where you could be able to pack it up and take it where you need it wherever you're staying at. Take it back to wherever you're staying at. And have a change of clothes. Definitely have a change of clothes. And if you're doing um, make, if you're doing um, like makeup and everything, make sure you have backup. You know the some little bit of small makeup kit, so you can tend to your um, uh, face makeup. Well, thanks, John. Uh, so another do that you should make sure that you do is this is really a pro tip for people who've bought like four day passes or people who bought multiple tickets like for like friday saturday sunday or maybe even saturday sunday or stuff like that if you only have a one day ticket make sure you get whatever merch you can on the show floor the show floor is great to walk around i think you should always experience it every single year because you'll never know who you'll find what you'll find what interesting things will be there. There are always interesting sights to see on the show floor. But 
if you bought a Sunday ticket and you have like a Saturday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday ticket, a pro tip is unless something is exclusive, try and wait to buy your things on Sunday. Now, why do you want to wait till Sunday? Well, here's the thing. Uh, most exhibitors and all that stuff, they lug all their wares and equipment there. Here's a pro tip. They really don't want to lug all that stuff back. So if they brought a lot of stuff with them, if they have stuff left over and it's Sunday and they're thinking, I still have to take this stuff back, you might be able to haggle with them. I've mm -hmm. seen it happen plenty of times where, you know, people have gotten discounts because there's still merchandise left over on Sunday mm -hmm. and they really want to sell it so that way they can not go home with any of their equipment. So, yeah, I've seen it several times. My wife has done it where they've been able to get really good deals because they were able to buy stuff later on on that Sunday instead of buying it during the busy moments like the Thursday, the Friday, even Saturday. Like, if you can wait till Sunday to buy your stuff, try and buy it on Sunday because, you know, it really is going to give you the best bang for your buck. I mean, if it's something like limited edition or something like that, obviously try and buy that as soon as possible if you want yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. But if it's something where there's going to be a large supply, you never know. Just see if you can wait a little bit, and then you might be able to get a little bit of a deal on that merchandise. Uh, so, John, I know you had a couple more uh, dues. You want to talk about those? Yes. So, uh, to piggyback, definitely um, also for all my um, beginning Connors, first-time Connors, make sure you sign up for the Con newsletter. So you can also find about all exclusive panels and show floor purchases and how to get on those lines for the show's floor purchases. I mean, it was... I can't stress it. You please do that. Because I've gone to the show floor and seen stuff that I want to buy. And then... I have a hard time buying it because I don't know how to sign up so I can get on the line. I would get, I would hear, oh, you have to have a certain wristband. Oh, we're doing, we're handing, it, we were handing them out at this time, or you had to um, go online. You have to go online and sign up, but the page may not be available because you missed the opportunity when it you were supposed to sign up for it. So, and the only way you would know that is by signing up for the newsletter because the Comic-Con Read Pop um, newsletter gives perfect information on all the panels and exclusive stuff. And they even give you heads up on exclusive stuff connected to the con, like um, Crunchyroll stuff. Crunchyroll discounts and uh, Funko Pops. I love my Funkos. I have a very good 
very, 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 very slowly building collection of Funkos. Also, have safe transportation for you and your purchase con merch. Not a, you can't trust everybody in these streets. You know, you can't. Especially if you get those exclusive items or any autographs um, items. Yeah. Have safe transportation. I mean, public transportation is good, but not the greatest. You know, when, you, when you're carrying around something that's worth a, a lot of money. If you have to take an Uber, definitely take an Uber. I've taken Ubers plenty of times. Even when it comes to when it came to like I was going to con with friends and they had all the the um, equipment with their cosplay. I said, let's take an Uber. So that way you can get you and your merch get home safe. Mine and my merch gets home safe. Also, have something to keep you entertained for the line. Because those long lines are, it, it, it's long. They're you're going to be on that line for hours, especially if you're you don't you, you're not fortunate enough to get um into the panel on the early sign up list. Definitely, definitely, I cannot stress it enough. I've gone through, I've gone to those uh, to the Comic Con so many times. When, uh, like last year, and I had to wait, I had to get up so early just to get on the line to enter the Java Center just so I can get on the line so I can get my badge badged in for the pan for a panel that I wanted to go to, especially with smaller panels. If you if there's any smaller panels you want to go to, definitely I cannot stress make sure to have something to entertain you so you have some so. It's not only your excitement of getting into the panel fueling you and keeping you entertained. Well, yeah, I think that ends our dues. So, you know, we had some dues, so now we're just going to give you some don'ts. And the don'ts aren't a lot, but they are very important. And yeah. that is, do not try to do things last minute. Don't so please. don't try and join a panel that's starting in five minutes unless it's something where you've already got a reservation or something like that. Don't try and like get across the Javits Center yeah. with any kind of time in like less than five minutes because it's going to take you like 15 or 20 because of the amount of people, you know, like Comic-Con will punish you. For trying to be spontaneous. It will. It has. Comic-Con will punish you very, very hard. So that's why I say make sure you have a plan. Because if you're not, you are going to have a bad time. I see it happen every single year. And you're going to have a bad time. Second thing, especially if you're in cosplay, you know, don't bring suitcases on the show floor. You know, show floor is going to be absolutely packed with people and I know you're thinking you bring that suitcase on the show floor you might be able to socially distance from people it's not gonna help no nope. it's just going to make your time harder it's gonna make everybody else's time harder 
-hmm. it's going to be a hassle. Do not bring any rolling luggage on the show floor. If it's on your back, that's fine. If you can carry it over your shoulder, great. If you can't do either one of those, don't bring it. Because it's just going to be a liability. Now, obviously, this doesn't apply to strollers, you know, for babies. But any luggage, any rolling storage, don't do it. Please don't. You don't want to be uh, uh, you don't want to be securities uh, entertainment. Please don't. You don't want to have. What do you mean by securities entertainment? You don't want to have security uh, either following you around. You don't want to have security busting your chops or anything of any sort. So. Please heed us on not bringing any, like those Rolo bags. Do not bring them. Don't. If you have something you could put, if you get, if you have a cosplay that you can neatly pack into a book bag you can put on your back, bring that or wear that. But if it's something where it takes you, takes a lot of help, that you may need may need help getting out of definitely 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 I cannot stress it enough definitely make sure you have you can pack it somewhere you can pack it in a bag that you can put over your shoulder do not put it in the rollo bags I've seen so many of my friends do that and they have gone through like punishment brutal punishment because they were like oh shoot i gotta get this off because i want to go um to the show floor and catch this but yeah who's gonna watch your back yeah john that's that's well said and uh i will say this this is a the last deal that we have on here this is a general don't this is something that you know i've never done and john's never done but this is something we see happen a lot. And I'm just going to tell you right now. If you do this, you are a creep. Right. And there is something wrong with you. Yes. And that is, do not photograph cosplayers without their permission. Exactly. I know we're all in a public place. You're going to see a lot of cosplayers. And if you wanna if you wanna just look at cosplay, that's perfectly fine. Nobody's gonna stop you from looking at somebody in cosplay. If you want to take a photo, ask the person if they want to be photographed. That is standard decorum at any con. If you if you see a cosplayer walking around and you just look at their cosplay, that's fine. Be respectful. Don't touch them without their permission. Don't photograph them without their permission. Don't do it. Trust me. Just don't. There is no reason for you to photograph somebody without their permission, even if they are in cosplay, because cosplay is not consent to photograph. No, it is not. You know, it is not consent to photograph. Don't think... 
just because this person dressed up that oh they want me to take a photo of them they're not dressing up for you they are dressing up for themselves they're dressing up because they want to they're dressing up because they want to display what they feel but at the same time do not take a photo of somebody who is not aware they are being photographed yes that is that's very simple you are a creep if you do it trust me you are a creep i've never done it i've never had to do it and nine times out of ten if you go up and ask somebody in cosplay if you take photo with them they'll say yes gladly why not very rarely have i been told no but you know what appreciate you asking them if you can take a picture of them they won't mind you taking a picture of them in their cosplay they don't mind just don't do it without their consent please don't there have been very few times where i've had somebody like say no i can't take photos right now and usually that was when there was somebody in cosplay and they were running to try and get into a panel that they really wanted to get into so they're like i'm sorry i can't do that and what almost always happens is if i see that person after they get into their panel they come up to me and they're like hey i'm sorry i couldn't take a photo i had to do something i can take a photo now if you want mm-hmm. like you don't don't photograph or videograph oh, or yeah. take a video of anybody without their consent exactly and don't even try to be a sneak and do do do, do with the with the um videography like oh i'm gonna turn my camera on and then slide it in my um shirt pocket so i can see so i can record all the cosplayers don't do that don't yeah, do just, that. Please just don't. don't do it just don't do it nobody needs it nobody wants it Mm-mm. if you do this you are a creep and if you're getting mad at hearing that from me let me be very clear good that says more about you than it does about us if you don't want to listen to the podcast anymore i'm perfectly okay if you don't right like it makes me feel better it makes me feel better that you're not listening to the podcast actually yeah like and if you feel called out by this then guess what you're doing something wrong exactly so yes do not photograph or take a video of somebody that you do not have their explicit permission to do that. You know, cosplayers are not your product or anything like that. They are people, so treat them as such. Yes, treat them. Treat them like you would want them to treat you. If you want them to treat you respectfully, treat them respectfully. Exactly. You know. And uh, I think that ends, really, the do's and the don'ts. Oh, actually, here's another don't that I just thought of. 
right off the top of my head. And that is, you know, especially if you're going to the Javits Center, all that stuff, you know, don't think that it's not going to be expensive. Uh, I have seen this happen from time to time, and that is, you know, cons are great. Cons are, you know, places where people are able to connect and see people in a large environment that enjoy the same things that they enjoy. But also, make sure you have a budget. Yes. Don't go to Comic-Con and overspend. We see it every year, you know. I talk from personal experience. I've done it from time to time. Where I've blown through what I was going to spend because I see so much amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, just remember, if you want to get it later, you can always get a card. Plenty of places will have websites. But you don't need to buy everything you see. Do not blow through your budget if you cannot afford it. Do you not. Know, cons are supposed to have fun at, not for you to sacrifice your rent money at. Exactly. Do not sacrifice your rent money at Comic Con. Please don't. You know. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it for Comic Con. Uh John, do you have anything else you want to talk about in regards to Comic Con? To be honest, no. We I think we, we, we really nailed it. Especially with the um um respect for the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really, we really want to nail that in. Yeah. And, oh, especially with the budget. Well, we nailed that one, too. Yeah, I mean, you you got to make sure, like, if you can only spend $100 total at Comic-Con, only spend that $100. You can get some great deals at Comic-Con, but trust me when I say seeing all that stuff right at your fingertips, it gets super hard to not just pull out the credit card or the debit card and just swipe 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 and it only takes a few swipes for you to go over your limit oh yeah you know you could go over your limit with one swipe Mm -hmm. it can happen to anybody and everybody you know like i said it happened to me i went over my budget by a good like 75 bucks and that was because of ultra sabers being there and uh yeah i don't need to explain that to anybody um got some high profile stuff and then got some low profile stuff then i wanted drawing so i got another one for free and then yeah you can you can see how quickly that went so i speak from experience i don't want your wallet to hurt like mine hurt Mm -hmm. so please come with a budget yep gotta come with the budget can't stress that enough, especially with um if you if you if you want to get something like an autograph, yeah, come with a budget. That's why we cannot stress. I'm 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 gonna stress to everyone. One of our dues. Make sure you're on the Read Pop New York City Comic Con newsletter. Okay. Get on that. If, if you're listening to our podcast now, that should be what you should be doing right now. Signing up for 
their newsletter. So that way, if you weren't able to go this year and this year was your possible first con, next year when you come, you're going to be ready, ready to rock and roll. And people are going to be like, wow, like you're, 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 you are super prepared. Yeah. So I think we got everything out about uh, Comic-Con that we need to talk about. Uh, yeah. So and I will be definitely following these do's and don'ts. So you, if you see me, you know, definitely. And you want to take a picture, definitely ask me first. Please do. Uh, well, we got a little bit of time left over. Yeah. Um, so we don't need to go into it deeply, but, uh, John, you said you wanted to talk about the TV show Andor, Disney Plus show. So, how how are you liking it? I'm loving Andor, to be honest. I'm loving Andor. From yeah, the first two episodes, no, I am in. Like, from the first two episodes, I am the in. I mean, everything that goes, that's gone on so far, I'm not going to say any spoilers. Because one of the spoilers that was ruined for me, which was in the first episode, uh, when someone tells, someone had told me about um, Andor be uh, with the beginning of the episode where he got in a fight with the two guys. When he was looking for his sister, okay, so, someone to drop that one, drop that down on me. Is like I was like, why would you spoil that whole scene for me? Like literally, just ruined it. Well, like, I, mean, I don't consider that. I don't consider that ruining because you know that happened so early in the first episode. That it really, like, that's like, that happens in like the first 10 minutes of the episode. So, that that didn't ruin anything with me. Because, just because you know what's going to happen doesn't mean you know anything else that's happening after that. Right. Uh, it felt a little ruined to me. Because I was, I basically was like, I didn't want to know too much. I was just basically like, please, if you saw it, don't tell me nothing about it. I want to watch it and see everything for myself. Okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm right there with you. I really do like uh, Andor. I think with Andor, the great thing about it is that it does the thing that the movies haven't been able to do recently, and that is it expands the Star Trek, I mean, the Star Wars universe. Yes. And it expands it because we're not at Tatooine, we're not at Endor, we're not at Yavin, we are at nondescript places, nondescript planets, and yeah, they go to a big planet as well, but it makes sense in the story why you would go to that planet, considering all the stuff that happens there. And I'm I'm really liking the uh the series i'm also liking how it really does show that like andor this guy who is seemingly this dude that 
does all of these crazy things in Rogue One, you know, it shows you how he gets there, but it also shows you that, you know, he's not necessarily a really likable guy. No. Like, he's not necessarily a guy that you, like, you root for him because of the circumstances around him, but mm-hmm. he himself isn't, like, the guy that you, like, rah, rah, yeah, Andor, you're just like, oh, God, Andor, oh. what are you doing, man? Wow. How, how are you getting in these situations? Do, do, do you value your health, man? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think the only thing he values is his goals and nothing else. You know, and I like how this is basically a series where it's like, this isn't a spoiler because this is, you see this in the very first episode. So if you watch uh, even a little bit of Andor, you're going to figure this out. Like, Andor is not a rebel at the beginning of this series. He is absolutely not for the rebellion. He's not down for any of it. Like, it shows you how, this is a series that's going to show you like, how Andor becomes the guy that we see in Rogue One, the guy who is absolutely down for the cause, the guy who's willing to lay down his life to, you know, in Rogue One to get those Death Star plans, you know, and does. Because if you haven't seen Rogue One, spoilers, he dies in it. Yep. It's it's a it's a several year old movie. You should have seen it by now. Um yeah, but yeah, I mean I also love the other characters in there. You know, they introduce one very big character that's from the original series that now she's got speaking roles and everything like that. And I'm loving her interactions on the screen. I'm not going to spoil who it is. Um, but yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, you know, it's a new actress playing her, but she's playing her so just you know a plus mwah. like you know absolutely perfect um Dylan Skarsgård is the man he can he can disappear into pretty much any role and really bring that out mm-hmm. and that dude is working that dude is working so John you have anything else you want to say about uh Andor no, um, that is that you, you we've said it all. We have said it all. Okay. Well, you know, I'm sorry because I call him Dylan, but it's Stellan. It's yeah. Stellan uh, Skarsgård. And, you know, I mean, this is a dude. Hey, one of those crossover dudes with Disney now because of Disney and all the stuff they have. Mm-hmm. Like, just... If you loved Dr. Eric Selvig from Thor, you're gonna love him in Andor. He is not the same dude because Stellan Skarsgård has range. Yeah, like, he does. a lot of range. And, you know, you're gonna love him in this. And, like, really, we cannot endorse it enough. It feels like an adult star wars show yes like more than the mandalorian more than book of boba fett more than obi-wan this feels like a show where it's not made for children it's made for adults and i mean i guess the last thing i'm going to say about it is 
I also loved how they portray like the middle management and like the fringes of like living in this world with the empire. Yeah. I really love that because, you know, it's just like when you see people who are like down for the cause of the empire, like you start to kind of understand why they're down for the cause of the empire. Yeah. Like, I don't ever feel bad for them, but I definitely understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, also this show, what I love is it punishes you if you're dumb. Yeah. You make a bad move, this show is going to s- not slap you on the wrist. You might get knifed in the back. Oh, yes, definitely will get knifed. Or, or, or shot or shot in the chest. Or, or a shot in the chest. Or just watch a whole bunch of people get blown up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave things alone. Yeah. Uh, this That's why I really... I cannot stress enough how much I love this show. It's only getting better. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the next episode. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, which I highly doubt. But if you haven't, go watch it. You will absolutely love it you right. but yeah i think uh i think that's it for the podcast yeah. so john tell people where to find you you can find me at fat man loves anime nyc 21 on instagram definitely dm me all right and uh as i usually say if you want to find me Please don't. But if you want to find the podcast, if you want to message us about anything, talk to us about anything like that, we're more than happy to hear from you. Um, you can email us at two sides podcast at gmail.com. That's T W O S I D E Z podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us a tweet on Twitter with the at two sides coin with that s-i-d-e-z in there also you can find us on instagram at two sides of a coin all one word yes so, all one word. yeah no guys, space. Uh, no space nope all one word no spaces so yeah guys uh we loved having you with us please enjoy comic-con if you're listening to this before or at comic-con Yes. You know, have a fun time, have a safe time, and remember, the deals will still be there after you leave, yes. and always ask for permission. Please, always ask for permission. Don't be a right, And we will talk to you later. <laughs>